past weekend, in the middle of the night, well after midnight, Donald Trump decided to get on Truth Social and launch a new conspiracy theory, and then he immediately got angry at Mitch McConnell for not buying into this conspiracy theory that Donald Trump literally just launched. So Trump comes up with this crazy idea, puts it out there on Truth Social, and in the same post, yells at Mitch McConnell for not doing anything about the thing Trump just created and apparently hadn't told anybody yet. Makes total sense, right? Here is what Donald Trump put on Truth Social. Again, I don't know if he had woken up in the middle of the night and did this or if he was still up, whatever, but it was well after midnight that he posted, quote, it's becoming more and more obvious to me why the crazed Democrats are allowing millions and millions of totally unvetted migrants into our once great country. It's so they can vote, vote, vote. They are signing them up at a rapid pace without even knowing who the hell they are. It all makes sense now. Republicans better wake up and do something before it's too late. Are you listening, Mitch McConnell? Do what? Like, well, first, let me start with the fact that I love that you call them the crazed Democrats, as if we're the ones waking up at 2 a.m. putting out conspiracy theories on social media. Nope, that's you, bud. You're the only crazy one around these parts. And then you're like, you gotta do something. About what? About a thing that you just created that's not actually happening? Like, what do you want them to do? You gotta be a little bit more specific with your instructions here, buddy, because they can't just do something about a thing that's not real. Don't you think, don't you think for a second folks, and this is why I love poking holes in conspiracy theories. If millions of voters were being registered by Democrats, millions of voters who are in fact illegal, um, don't you think some state would notice like a secretary of state somewhere, you know, Texas, Arizona, Nevada would be like, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Why do we suddenly have 5 million new people on the voting rolls and, and they type in their name here. They're not actually a resident. So yeah, this is illegal. That that's what would have happened. We, we would have seen the spike in voter registration and such a spike would have raised the red flags for any secretary of state, even in a deep blue state. And they're going to be like, no, this, you can't, you can't do this. This is illegal. We're launching an investigation, but we have not seen a massive rise by millions and millions in new voter registrations for 2024. That's simply not a thing that has happened. So Trump, as per usual, is completely lying to everybody, knowing that they're not going to take the five seconds that it took me to poke a couple of holes in this conspiracy theory to show everybody that it's in fact not true, because that's what Trump's base does. But what Trump is actually doing here is he's laying the groundwork for when he loses. If he loses any primary, uh, well, it was rigged. You know, they had the illegals voting. My, my opponents cheated. If he makes it to the general loses there. Oh, well it's because they had millions and millions of illegal, uh, uh, immigrants voting in the election. So I actually won. They cheated. That's all he's doing is he's laying the groundwork for the long game so that he can say without a doubt, because his voter, his supporters will believe it no matter what, that he was cheated out of another election, even though nothing could be further from the truth. He knows he is facing a very bad year, a year of his own design, by the way. So he's doing everything he can to, I think, not just convince the voters, but convince himself 
that when all these bad things happen to him, it's because of outside forces beyond his control and nobody, not even Mitch McConnell came to his rescue. So had they done something, all the problems would be gone, right? That's what Trump is trying to do. Again, not just to convince his voters, but apparently to convince himself as well. During a segment on MSNBC this past weekend, former Tea Party Republican Representative Joe Walsh, who, for the record, has definitely been an advocate of the anti-Trump Republican movement, but Mr. Walsh, who once hung out on the fringes of the Republican Party, stated that with today's Republican uh, Party becoming as extreme as it is, there's no way he would be able to win an election. Now, Mr. Walsh was placed alongside GOP strategist Rena Shaw for this segment. And Shaw had this to say. She said that the GOP needs to, quote, get better people running to halt the spread of MAGA Republicans and, of course, the former president. Walsh jumped in and said this. Wake the hell up, America. I love Rena, but it's too late. Wake the hell up, America. This is the Republican Party. I am a hardcore conservative, but I oppose Trump. I could never, ever get elected as a Republican again. This is what this party is. It is not going to change. It must be defeated. End of story. Now, usually I would not agree with somebody like Joe Walsh and, you know, but he's, he's right. He's a hundred percent right. I don't agree with him on policy. Don't get me wrong. He says he's still a hardcore conservative, but He's right. The takeover of the Republican party is complete. There is no saving this new monster that the Republican party has become. If you wanted to save it, you'd have to get in a time machine and go back, you know, 30 years, 40 years, I think at this point to really save the Republican party because their problems, as we've all pointed out so many times in recent years, their problems did not originate with Donald Trump. Hell, Joe Walsh himself is responsible for the current incarnation of the Republican party. As I mentioned, Walsh is a former member of the tea party, that far right extremist movement that was, you know, we're getting taxed too much. We got to cut taxes only for the wealthy elite though. Like that's you, you put us on this path, dude. Actually, you didn't put us there. You just continued us on it instead of pulling the Republican party back to being, Hey, every now and then maybe you do something good but you haven't done anything good in 40 years. In the 40 years that I have been on this planet, through every Republican administration and every Republican controlled uh, House and Senate, what have we gotten on the national level? We've gotten tax cuts for the wealthy. That's it. That's all the Republicans at the national level have done in my lifetime. Their only significant pieces of legislation have been the cut taxes for the wealthy elite. Going back to Reagan, continued under H.W. Bush, continued under W. Bush, continued under Donald Trump. Every time they get in power, the first thing they do is they cut taxes for the wealthy elite. Well, I mean, I can't really say that's the only thing they've done because they've also given us things like the Patriot Act. <laughs> that has basically allowed the United States government to spy on any one of us that they choose. So, you know, we've gotten domestic spying programs from Republicans and tax cuts. Do those sound like things you want to write home about? Do those sound like things that are, 
indicative of a healthy and normally functioning Republican party? No, they don't. And all of that was long before Donald Trump, back when he still professed to be a Democrat. And yes, Donald Trump came along and he made the racism and the xenophobia, uh, out in the open. Like he put it out in the open and he embraced it. No longer did Republicans have to say things only behind closed doors. They could come out and say it in a rally and get raucous applause from it. Trump did make the Republican party more extreme, but it was only because the party was already so extreme that somebody like Trump was able to come along and take it over. And that's the part that people like Joe Walsh and Rena Shaw always forget to mention. You know, these never Trump Republicans want to pretend that everything before Donald Trump was fine. No, it wasn't. Y'all weren't doing anything to actually help the country. All you wanted to do was cut taxes for yourselves, for your donors and for corporations. But you did it by becoming more extreme. You did it by winning on culture war issues. And eventually you had to pay up on those culture war issues, right? Uh, Y'all talked about overturning Roe versus Wade since the day after it uh, was handed down from the Supreme Court, but you never actually attempted to do it because you knew that once you didn't, you you couldn't run on it anymore. And you knew that once you did it, people would be pissed and not vote for you. But it got to the point where you had to pay up, you had to deliver on those promises, and you did, and it hurt you. But this has been a long time in the making. Trump is not the reason the Republican Party sucks. He is just the end result of the Republican Party getting more extreme for the last 40 years. Right-wing rabble-rouser Laura Loomer has come up with a brilliant new plan to, uh, I don't know, do something with the 2024 election because Laura Loomer is now calling for Republicans to boycott the 2024 election if Donald Trump is not on the ballot. Here's what Laura Loomer recently posted on social media. She said, if president Trump is removed from ballots and they prevent him from being the nominee, I'll never vote in another election ever again. And I will use my platform and my lists to make sure millions of other Republicans don't vote either. I will only vote for Donald Trump. And then she put the hashtag on there, hashtag only Trump. So she will only ever vote for Donald Trump folks. Nobody else will do. That sounds like the, you know, mind working of a totally normal individual, right? Like not, not cult like at all saying that the only person on this planet you will ever vote for is this one guy. And if this one guy is off the ballot, you're just not going to vote ever again. Fine by me. Oh, you're going to get millions of Republicans to do the same. Oh no, Laura, please don't convince millions of Republicans to stop voting forever. Oh dear. Think of the consequences. My God, we could have good government at the local to federal level. We could have politicians that are more concerned with reducing pollution than banning books. Oh my God, the horror, right? Like what does this idiot think she's doing? First of all, you think you're really that influential? I mean, how many elections have you lost now for Congress, Laura? And you're still like, I can get people to do things. You can't even get people to vote for you in a deep red district. So stop pretending for even a second that you have a chance at convincing millions of people to just not vote. Don't get me wrong. I wish you did have that power. 
I genuinely wish you were able to convince millions of Republicans to just never vote again. That would be wonderful. Yeah, that would make this a very happy new year in 2024. But you don't have that power. I mean, I know you think you do, but again, we can look at your election results and we can see that you certainly do not have much sway whatsoever against actual voters. But I also do have to question, like, what is the goal of this proposed boycott? Like, what do you think will happen (laughs) if you get your way and Republicans simply don't vote? Then what? Again, Democrats went across the board. They went at the local level, the state level, the federal level. Like, is, is, is that what you want? Are, are you somehow secretly a democratic plant? <laughs> You've been at this for years, building up this Republican army only to then turn on them and say, no, 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 don't ever vote again. Republicans are so bad. Like that, that's the only thing I could think that would make this make sense because if you convince Republicans to not ever vote again, as you say, then Democrats always win. Again, totally cool with that. Like I have no problem with it. If that's the route you want to go, I'll, I'll, I'll help you with your little crusade and tell Republicans that they shouldn't vote anymore because of how poorly Donald Trump was treated by being held accountable for his own actions. But you're not thinking of the long game here, are you? You're not thinking like six months down the road. You're not thinking six years down the road of what happens to your stupid little party if you convince all of the people in it to not vote anymore. Do you know what that means? It means your Republican party just dies off and goes to the ash heap of history, which again, totally cool with. In fact, I would love to see that happen. So I guess what I'm trying to say after mocking you for several minutes here is Republicans, you need to listen to Laura Loomer on this because I I really think she's onto something here. So take Loomer's advice and you should probably just, you know, stop voting forever, I guess. Not my words. That's what she wants you to do. On Sunday, Trump lawyer Christina Bob appeared on Newsmax for some reason to talk about Maine Secretary of State Sheena Bellows kicking Donald Trump off the Maine ballot even though she has actually not really kicked Trump off the ballot, that does not go into effect unless of course the Supreme court says it can. So she's just opened the door for it. She didn't actually officially really do it yet. So that's an important caveat that people need to remember. And you would think Christina Bob being a lawyer, albeit apparently not a very good one, that she would understand that that caveat exists in Maine but she wants to pretend like this is the final decision and there's nothing can be done about it because on Newsmax, she had this to say, she was asked if something, you know, if, if they should have some kind of discipline for Sheena Bellows for doing her job. And Bob said, I think an impeachment's a good start. However, I would encourage the attorney general or the district attorneys in Maine to take a closer look at this and possibly investigate her for abuse of authority, abuse of power and election interference, because this is no doubtedly is election interference. By putting out all of this propaganda, this narrative that Trump isn't going to be eligible, I mean, trying to instill fear in the voters that, oh, maybe I shouldn't vote for him, maybe, because maybe he won't, you know, maybe I shouldn't follow him because he won't be on the ballot. They're trying to discourage people from supporting Donald Trump, thinking he's got all these legal problems. (laughs) That is election interference and, and she needs to be held accountable for it. 
You know, speaking of accountability, remember when you signed that document that other Trump lawyer, Evan Corcoran drafted that said that all of the classified documents had been returned to Mar-a-Lago. You signed it as Trump's lawyer, submitted it to the federal government, and it was a lie. You remember that? Remember how you have not been held accountable for that yet? Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up again, just in case you forgot, Christina, because you know, you're talking about accountability for people allegedly doing something wrong and, you know, I mean, lying to the FBI. <laughs> that kind of seems like a big one, right? Also, I got to read this part again. They're trying to discourage people from supporting Donald Trump, thinking he's got all these legal problems. Thinking he's got all these legal problems? Are you trying to say that voters, hey, hey, pff, guys, forget about the legal problems, right? I mean, this is no big deal. It's just 91 felony counts against him. He's got that E. Jean Carroll defamation lawsuit coming up in just two weeks now. An appellate court last week said that he is going to face the lawsuits from the injured police officers from the Capitol riot. So he's got a lot of legal problems. That's not propaganda. As you say, you go, it's propaganda. It's not propaganda. If it's real, you're his lawyer. You know, he's got legal problems. And by the way, even if, and this is a big, if he's innocent, he still technically has legal problems because he has a lot of trials he's got to face. And let's not forget too, we still don't have the conclusion of the New York fraud trial. That won't uh, conclude. Uh, closing arguments are January 11th, I think it is. So we'll have closing arguments, then we'll have the judge make his determination, then we'll have the final ruling. So it, it's not um, that anybody is spreading propaganda that Trump is facing legal problems. It's that we can clearly see that Donald Trump has a lot of legal problems. I mean, he's, he's burdened through his save America political action committee cash to pay for his legal fees and his lawyers. This is not propaganda. This is reality. We'd love it if you'd come visit us here every now and then, instead of living in your little Trump fantasy world. But in reality, Trump is facing problems. Trump is facing lawsuits. Trump is facing more ballot challenges in other states. One just popped up in Louisiana a couple days ago. That's not election interference. That is literally using the constitution of the United States to say that this guy shouldn't be on this ballot because this document says this thing. So yeah, you can try your best to convince voters that, oh, Trump's legal problems. Don't worry about those. But 2024 is the year of accountability for Donald Trump. And no matter how much you spin it, that dude is in more legal trouble than probably anybody in this country right now. And those trials are probably going to be starting pretty days. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.